Stepping into uh, the third part of a series I've been doing uh, just on who we are, who we are as Abundant Life Fellowship, uh, how we got started. Um, and so, you know, we're, you're, you're, getting the, you're getting the tail end of, of this today, but I'll, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of, uh, little bit of uh, the history. But um, so we're, we're glad you're here. Glad you're here. Uh, what, what we just experienced is pretty much uh, sums up a lot of uh, who we are. We love Jesus. We love to worship him and express ourselves in whatever, whatever ways uh, that we are, are, are um, motivated to do that. Um, there's a lot of freedom in this room, uh, freedom to, uh, to grow your walk with him uh, just as he created you to be. Um, and so uh, we're glad you're here today. Glad you're here today. So, so who are we? And um, I'm not going to go through everything that I've done the last two weeks, obviously, um, but I'll start out by telling you why it's important for us to do, why, why I believe it's important for us to be, be doing this at this time. I've reiterated this every single week, uh, why we're doing uh, what we're doing. And what I believe, what I believe Holy Spirit is, 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 is prompting us to do this is because there's this collision course, there's this collision course going on between the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. And we have to know who we are. We have to know who we are in Jesus. We have to know how we got here. We have to know how this, how this thing grew. And then where we're headed, where we're headed. So, so knowing all of those things are really important in this, in this time, in our culture, in our world. And uh, I, I believe uh, I believe uh, Lord has, has called us as a body, abundant life, to... Um, to not be afraid to change the atmosphere uh, in your workplaces, in your neighborhoods, in your homes, um, wherever we go. Uh, as, as much as we love, um, we love coming together to worship, and as you saw, we have all kinds of reasons and things that we do to get us together. The real work is not in this room. The real work is out there in the workplaces. The real work is out there in the neighborhoods. It's out there on the football fields and out there in the wherever it is that we we recreate and. And uh, and vacation and 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 gro- grocery shopping and uh, wherever that may be. So that's that's a, a kind of a quick summary of of how we function. Uh, but today we're going to talk a little bit about um, about our, what we believe. And you've heard us say it over and over again. You hear me say it. You hear Pastor Ben say it. You hear Pastor Mark say it. You hear Pastor Shane say it. We will never ever ever apologize for speaking the word of God, for teaching the word of God, and. And not just teaching about it, but hopefully uh, with every every fiber of our being living it. Now we know we do that imperfectly. We are uh, we are flawed individuals, um, but uh, everything up everything about our our desire is to to teach the word and live the word. And so so the the, the very very first thing about oh I pressed that button and those lights came on. I don't think that was uh, I don't think I did anything up to make that happen, but it came on exactly the same time. Uh, so. Everything that we stand for starts out with the foundation of scriptures, foundation of scriptures. Uh, and, and I've said this, uh, I think every week I've, I've, in this series, Pastor Ben has said over and over again, I will never, ever, ever apologize for speaking the word of God, for teaching you guys the word of God. And uh, all scriptures God breathes, it's a familiar passage, 2 Timothy. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to move a little fast because there's a lot of, I got a lot of material to get through, today, a lot of stuff to do today. So I want to, I'm going to touch on these. We're not going to probably spend a lot of time on some of these things, but uh, we're going to, we're going to try to move a little bit quickly here. Uh, so scriptures, all scriptures God breathed, it's useful for teaching, it's useful for rebuking, it's useful for correcting, and it's useful for training. All of this in what? In righteousness. 
in righteousness. It's, that's to grow our, our personal relationship with Jesus, our personal relationship with Jesus, that, that we're going to grow in that, training in that, sometimes getting correction in that. Maybe we'll read something and, and we'll think, oh, oh, okay, I'm, I, I, that's not how I'm doing that. That's not how I'm, 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 I'm in error here. So allowing Holy Spirit, as we're reading the Scriptures, to correct us as, as that's necessary and being willing to be corrected, being willing to be corrected. So the Scriptures, firm foundation. Secondly, Jesus is the only way to salvation. There's no other way. No other way. No other way but Jesus. Romans 5.8, God demonstrates his own love for us in this while we were still sinners. Christ died for us. So if you're in this room today and you have not come to that place of repentance, perfect day today. Perfect day today. Jesus, I know you're the way. You're the only way. You're the only way. That's how much he loves us. He, he loves us. Jesus is the only way. Simple as that. And again, in the, in the um, ALF 101 class, which actually is following the service today, if you're here for the first time and you want to come to the ALF 101 class today and you haven't been here at all, come. We have, we're, have, we're serving lunch, so there'll be plenty. So if, you, if, you, if you're here for the first time and you, you want to learn more about, about this, we go into a little more detail about some of this stuff, join us. It'll just be right out there in the Stevenson room, ALF 101. It's only the second week of the class, and we have two more weeks beyond this, but join us. Join us. Don't, if you didn't have to sign up. If you didn't sign up, that's okay. Child care is available, so yeah, no excuses. If, if you want to join us, you're welcome. Jesus is the only way to salvation. Thirdly, our response to salvation, surrender. Surrender. Bow down, living a bowed down life in surrender to him every day, all day, and I understand we learn that as we go. I didn't know anything about that when I was 20 years old and said yes to Jesus. Had no, no, no idea what all that meant. But as I learned it, I realized this is pretty great. This is pretty great not having to figure everything out for myself. This is pretty great having an advocate who loves me even when I screw up. This is pretty great having a, having a Savior who cares for me and whose who's, scriptures tell me how to live. I didn't know that. I grew up in church, but didn't know that. Our response to salvation. In him we live and move and have our being. Acts 17, 28. In him we live and move and have our being. That simple acknowledgement of that as you're going to work, as you're repairing something in your home, as you're tending to your children, as you're enjoying... Time with friends. In him we live and move and have our being. Well, we realize the simplicity of that, that everything, he, everything is summed up in Jesus. Surrender, surrender. No better way to live. Holy Spirit leads and empowers us. When Jesus was getting ready to leave the earth, he said, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I've said to you. So the very, very, very important third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, is very, very important. Very, very important. Very integral. Integral to walking out this life because he's the one. Holy Spirit is the one 
That if you've, if you've hidden a scripture in your heart, he's the one that will remind you of that scripture when you, at some point when you perhaps need to remember it. At some point when you need to, need to recall some truth about what he says about who you are. Maybe you're in some, th- some throes of, 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 of a spiritual attack or something's coming against you in your mind or in your heart. Holy Spirit will remind you. No, you're a child of God. You're a child of God. or remind you some truth about scripture. Holy Spirit leads and empowers us. I'm I'm so thrilled over the years, over these years, how we've been able to talk more freely and openly about Holy Spirit without freaking people out. Holy Spirit can be scary, and I'll be the first one to say that. And and there have been times in my life when I was like, yeah, let's not go there. No, we're going there because we have to. It, we, to, to, to eliminate him eliminates the one that Jesus says, I'm sending to you. And it'd be like saying, no, Jesus, don't, don't do that for me. Well, you're missing a really important, really important part of, of his plan. So Holy Spirit leads and empowers us. And then Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. And now, I'm just giving you five things that we believe. There's a lot of other things we believe. I'm, I'm giving, giving you the, the, the condensed version. But Jesus is coming back. He's, he's preparing us for his return, and he wants every one of us to be ready for that. And not only us, he wants us to be living life in such a form of mission that, that he doesn't want anybody to perish. So loved ones, neighbors, coworkers, he wants us to be able to live life in such a way that they're affected by the way we live in such a way that they say, what do you have? What do you have, Margaret Candle? that is available to me? And her answer would be, Jesus. Yes. Nobody gets, has to be left out of the equation. The reality is, the scripture says not everybody's going to be saved, but everybody can be. Jesus is coming back. So that's the quick shot of what we believe. Now, uh, last week, um, as part of this series, I, I kind of, I, I've told you all how Connie and I got here at Abundant Life. Um, in the class, I'll talk a little bit more about how I became the pastor. Uh, last week, we also talked a little bit about how Pastor Mark got to be here, and Pastor Mark shared for a little more than seven and a half minutes, but it's okay. <laughs> oh, was it exactly? Oh, he, says, he says it was exactly. He, pro- he would have actually gone back and checked that. <laughs> uh, and then uh, and Pastor Shane shared a little bit. Pastor Ben wasn't able to be here last week, but he's here today, and I want him to come up here right now and talk a little bit about... Um, about how he got here and, uh, and, and how he's hung around all these years. Uh, and I have a few things to say about, about him too, but I'll wait till he's done in case I change my mind. So. <laughs> Set alarm for 1141. <laughs> now we're good. So, um, condensed version. Because I, I, I wrote some notes, but trying to oh, line everything up it's crazy. from the time I was Tell me know, about it. we high to now, now I'm here, um, it was just too much. So where have I been and how did I get here? Um, I actually went to church with this guy. It's just uh, back there, I was just thinking about the connections. Um, we went to First Friends Church in Salem, and um, I was just a little kid then. He was. I was actually... Um, yeah. <laughs> I was actually president of the youth group, and I think it was seventh grade, and they had, you know, the secretary and president and all that stuff. 
And at some point, um, my parents actually gave me the choice. There's lessons in this. <laughs> Sorry. Gave me the choice to go to church. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't like church clothes, and I didn't like the piano and organ, and I didn't like the, I don't know. I just, I was more of a kid that was like, needed to be like in front of stimuli. And for me, that setting was just boring. So I walked away. And uh, I got into all kinds of trouble. Um, I was a very ornery kid. I really um, wasn't headed the right direction. So I walked away from church, which was, which was not a good thing. I ended up, at the age of 25 years old, addicted to four different types of prescription medication. I was smoking marijuana every day. We were taking all types of hallucinogenic drugs. And it was just a path of absolute destruction and chaos and uh, relationships gone bad and darkness and <laughs> just ended up in a really, really bad spot. I can't tell, tell you how many times I woke up in the morning and could not find my car. I had, I had to go find my car where it was, how many times I had passed out, how many times I had uh, hit my head, I just, you know, lost, lost. So yeah, I was 25 years old. I had seen four or five different psychiatrists at that point. I want to read you something. I was at the end of my rope. So, at this point, the last psychiatrist I'd seen told me that he could not put me on any more medication because I was maxed out. And I left that office hearing the doctor say that, and I was like, what am I going to do? So, I went to my attic where I lived. I slept in a closet. <laughs> in a, just a drug-infested house of gangsters and <laughs> guns and tens of thousands of dollars and drugs. And, and this is what I read, and I was desperate. And I, I had the Bible, and I had this devotion called My Atmosphere is Highest, and I was so desperate. And I, uh, I pulled this devotion out of the drawer. And this is what it said. My eager desire and hope being that I may never feel ashamed, but that now as ever I may do honor to Christ in my own person by fearless courage. And the title of this devotion was Let Us Keep to the Point. And this is what it said. My utmost first highest, my eager desire and hope that I may never feel ashamed. We shall all feel very much ashamed if we don't yield. And when I read that word yield, I knew at that point that everything that I had gone through was because I wasn't yielding to Jesus. And I can't tell you the sense I had and the overwhelming, just the glory of God that came on me at that point. And I woke up, I absolutely woke up when I read that word yield. It said, Paul said, my determination is to be my utmost for his highest. And that's just the best... <laughs> version of me and him, yep. you know, yep. to get there is a question of will. Listen to this. It's not of debate nor of reasoning, but a surrender of your will. Yep. An absolute and irrevocable surrender at that point. An overweening consideration for ourselves is the thing that keeps us from that decision, though we put it that we are considering others. When we consider what it will cost others, we obey the call. if we obey the call of Jesus, we tell God he doesn't know what our obedience will mean. It says, keep to the point he does know. Shut out every other consideration and keep yourself before God for this one thing only, my utmost for his highest. 
I am determined to be absolutely entirely for him and for him alone. Lastly, it says, whether that means life or death, no matter what, Paul is determined that nothing shall deter him from doing exactly what God wants. God's order has to work up to a crisis in our lives because we will not heed the gentler way. He brings us to the place where he asks us to be our utmost for him, and we begin to debate that he, then he produces a providential crisis where we have to decide for or against him, and from that point, the great divide begins. If the crisis has come to you on any line, surrender your will to him absolutely and irrevocably. Wow. And what's amazing to me is this has never changed. Yep. <laughs> you know, th that was when I was 24, 25 years old. Now I stand here at 51 years of age, and it's never changed. Yes, yep. It always comes back to the same yes. thing of surrendering. Yes. And you yes. just said it. It's yes. the surrender of will. So that happened to me. And I remember getting up off the chair that I was. I literally had a plate of, of marijuana, and I was de-seeding the marijuana and putting it in baggies when this happened, by the way. Yeah, wow. And I, so I called my dad, and I'm like, Dad, something has happened to me. My prayer for you, and one is for kids in here, young adults, is don't leave. Yes. Some of you are so fortunate that you're experiencing the things of the Spirit of God and the things of Jesus right now in here. Do not leave. Yep. The second thing is, as parents, don't give up on your kids. If there was one kid that should have been given up on, it was me. Yep. And people did not give up praying. Yep. And I had that experience, and I would go to, and I'm just going to make this fast. I would go, I, I couldn't sleep, and I, because I would picture myself up in front of people <laughs> speaking. And I, I devoured everything that I could get my hands on that had anything to do with God. Just devoured it. And I would wake up, and I would just come out of these dreams of being in front of people and preaching and teaching. And I didn't know even what was going on there, but the Holy Spirit had invaded a drug house. Yep. And come on the inside of me. And nobody was around. There was no Christian involved in this and began to teach me. And I, got, I ended up moving out of that house because there were some things that happened that were dangerous and things I, I should have gone, gone to prison. I should have got shot. I stayed there an extra year after I had this experience and I got back home and listened to me. The scripture, when it talks about Jesus calling Lazarus forth, I was Lazarus that got called out of that tomb. Yes. And one thing that they said is they said, take his grave clothes off. Yes. And when I came to this house, and it was just the craziest thing, Donna Bender had called my mom on a Sunday, and they were just chit-chatting, and she said, my mom said that my son is struggling, and this is after I had the experience. My son is struggling, and she said, well, we have these healing concert nights and stuff, and I was like, I'm going. You know, I was like, I'm going to go, and I got here, and it was up in the old sanctuary, and it was all like a gravel driveway, and it was in the middle of nowhere, and I really... I was like, what in the world am I walking into? I really, I was like, I, I, I you know, I've seen stuff like this on Dateline. You know? <laughs> you know? So I come in the upper sanctuary up there, walk in the building, and they, at that point, you know, they had all these banners, and, you know, Pauline was kind of like a glitzy glam, to, you know, she liked the sequence, and she liked, and I was like, what in the world? She's playing her accordion. Yeah, she's playing her accordion, like, anyway, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I said that. Um, one more minute. So I walk into the house, and I love music. I was in a band for a long time, and I, and I, I, I thought church was boring. <laughs> so I come in, and the music started, and I was, like, this, I was like, this is church? I was like, this is not the church I was used to. And there were people up in front, and they were just dancing like crazy. And I, was, I recognized passion. Like, I came in, and I recognized people had passion, and I was attracted to that passion. I was like... There's no way they're faking this. I, you know, I was like, nobody's going to stand up here like this. 
just because they want to do that for just to do it. I was like, there's something happening here. And it was you. I know. I know. I know. I know. And you, Jeff was actually the first person when I was absolutely destroyed in my seat that came over. I don't know if you remember that, but you're putting your hands on me. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, Jesus is here. Jesus is here. So I got plugged in. I was six months behind on understanding God. I got caught up on the homework in like four days. <laughs> and uh, the rest is history. I met Kelly. met her beautiful children. But Paul used to call this place an ER, and I needed yep. an ER. Yep. And it's still that way. Yep. 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 That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, that's, uh, hmm. So, uh, when I got, was named pastor in 2008, um, uh, and, and Ben and Keller were here, and, and he, he used to, he used to come to my house uh, on Tuesday mornings. Uh, he worked at Kent State in Kent at the time, but, he, uh, he had, I don't know what time he had to be there, but we were at my house like 6.30 in the morning before he went to work, and, uh, um, and, and and this is just a couple of things to 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 to, uh, to add about about Pastor Ben is um, at that point I believe I had asked he was already speaking some and uh, and I remember saying to him at one of those gatherings just it was just three of us that were there but I remember saying to him if I'm ever asking too much of you because he was he had a full time job he had a family uh, if I'm ever asking too much of you because he, he wasn't getting paid anything it was all volunteer. If I'm ever asking too much of you, please, please tell me. And uh, and I'm still a pretty new pastor at the time, but I remember say, I remember him saying to me, and I don't even know if he remembers this, but he said, "No, I'm 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 commissioned to stand beside you. I'm commissioned to stand beside you." And I mean, how, how do you put a value on things like that? And then one other quick story is um, there was a time uh, there was a time uh, when um, when I fell off my neighbor's roof, uh, and um, it was it was a kind of a terrible time in, in Connie's in my life. But um, <laughs> but anyway, I fell off my neighbor's roof, and after that I couldn't get back on my roof. Uh, my my legs would just shake when I tried to get back on my roof. And we live in a two-story house, and you have to get on the roof, you know, and and. And I, I just, uh, I was, I was humiliated that I couldn't get back on the roof. And I remember again at one of those prayer meetings, saying to Pastor Ben, I said, "What are you doing after work today? Because I need help to get back on the roof. I need somebody to help me get back on the roof." And he showed up, and we climbed up on the roof, and he was right behind me, right behind me, right behind me. And I said, "Let's do this again. Let's do this again. I need to then do it by myself while you're still here." And uh, I was able to get back on my roof. And, and I just tell that story because this is, this is an example of what we are in this body to one another. It is not just about reading Scripture and learning Scripture together. It's all of that, and that's a foundation for everything. But anybody that's been around here for even, even an ounce of time anymore, it seems like, no, already can pick up that we love and care for one another in ways that, uh, in ways that, 
take those relationships beyond a Sunday morning. They take our relationships into deeper, deeper places. And so, uh, so this is why I wanted to tell, have you guys hear a little bit of, from these guys to see how they got here. And it, it's all part of the story of, of what Abundant Life's all about. And so for a little bit now, for the rest of this time, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, about, uh, about this kind of the next, next phase of, 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 of who, where we are. And I'm going to start. Uh, so... For those, some of you will recognize this immediately, some of you will not. Uh, so that very first year, uh, 2008, uh, uh, it was, uh, and, and if, if you noticed on, on some of these flyers, and if you noticed on even the flyer for this series, there's a big tree with roots, a big tree with roots. And so in 2009, which would have been the beginning of my first full year, uh, again, we were in prayer at, at my house, and uh, at some point during that prayer, um, one of the guys, I don't remember if it was Ben or Derek, but what he said, said, um, I see roots going down into the ground and just spreading out and spreading out and spreading out and going deeper and spreading out. And, and in those moments, it was the very beginning of 2009, the Lord spoke that word to us that we're rooted and we're established and we're rooted and we're established in His love. And, and now if you see anything around here, when you walk, when you pull in the driveway, you see the big, the big, big round, uh, symbol on the, on the, on the, uh, portico out there. When you walk in the lobby, you see a, a, a round thing with a tree and roots. And, uh, the rooted and established in love became part of who we are as I became, uh, Holy Spirit planted me here as the senior pastor. Holy Spirit started speaking that to me. And now rooted and established in love is, is just part of who abundant life is. And the reason I point that out is, is, is because the Lord began to to uh, to speak things through me that I and I and I hadn't have I had only put this all together this year understanding what part of my part of my role as senior pastor here is to write vision. I was a professional writer for my most of my adult career, and now my most of my writing that I that I actually get to do regularly is to be able to help write a vision for Abundant Life Fellowship, and that's what all these flyers represent. It's kind of fun as I was going back through. Uh, back through those early years, because I, did, I had no idea. I had no idea. Now, you've heard me say this before. I had no idea the Lord wanted to give us a word every year. No idea. And if and if I were to look back on that very first that very first year, 2009, being my first full year, that word for that year would have been rooted, established in love. I didn't know anything. I didn't know what He was doing. But that was that was the word that introduced that year, um, 2010. There wasn't anything. I was looking back through messages. I have, actually have a file on my on my email that's called messages, and I used to just do my message on my computer, and then I'd put a file of it in in my folder. And so this week, I was like just going through some of those files in my folder and clear back to 2008. And so 2010, I didn't have any particular word that year. Again, I didn't again I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know it was going to be a thing. But interestingly enough, 2010 was that year, and some of you will remember this, and we've talked, maybe talked about some of this in, in the first two weeks. But 2010 was the year that I went through a lot of just personal challenges dealing with my calling, and I talked about that some. And so it was really interesting that there was no particular direction for that year. 2011, we did not have a particular word that I identified as a word, but as, as I was looking at my, in my file folder, there was a, I started 2011 with a five-part series that said, How Great Is Our God? A series for 2011, to begin 2011. And I thought, Lord was actually doing that then. I didn't recognize it, that it was a word for the year. I didn't, I didn't know he was doing that. 
And it wasn't until the very next year, and this was 2013 or 2012, uh, was be about it. The word was be about it. And, and I remember as, as I was introducing that word, and, and, and I think I did a three-part or three or four-part series on it, I remember hearing people saying in the weeks following, I got to be about it. I got to be about. It. I got to be about the God's business. I got to be about what He's about. I got to be about what He's doing, and and so it it, it hit me. Oh my goodness! These people were, people are responding to this word, to this word. And so I'm just going to really quickly just go through these words for these years. 2014, 2014 it was be about it. 2015, no, 2012, it was be about it. 2013, it was raise the standard, raise the standard. The Lord was. It, it was. It was almost like a. It was almost like, hey, we're taking up, we're, we're putting stakes in the ground type thing. We're taking a position. Um, 2014 was be still and know. Just be still and know. Just be still and know that I'm God. And it was a, and I, I still remember to this day where, how that word came about. And I won't go into it here. The, 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 uh, the, the next year, 2015, was be bold, be strong. And it was really interesting. Something interesting about that year was the year that our Men of Valor class emerged. Uh, Scott Baldwin had come to me and said, hey, I think we need to have a class for men. And I have, I have, I have some ideas for us to begin talking about things that churches typically don't talk about. And I knew it was time for us to venture into some very difficult topics, and especially among men. And so our Men of Valor class emerged in 2015. And, 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 I, and the only thing I told him was, whatever we call this class, it has to be something that, that uh, I already had our word for the year, be bold, be strong. It has, it's something that, that suggests strength. Men of Valor uh, was, was birthed in that very same year, Be Bold, Be Strong. The very next year, uh, 2016, a step in, step up, step out. The Lord was telling us, telling us to step into his presence, step up in your responsibilities, and then step out and begin sharing wherever it is that you are. And so, the, so the vision began, it wasn't just this be still thing, be still and know and you know, receive it all for yourself, all for yourself. No, now turn around and give it away. Uh, 2000 and, and um, gosh, I can't read the signs close enough to keep track of the, of the years. The very next year, it, w- it was keep the fire burning. Keep the fire burning. This was a year when I knew, I knew that I knew that I knew we were going to begin studying Holy Spirit in ways that helped just to alleviate fears. Fears about anything the Holy Spirit had to do with our lives, which is everything. And we need to be able to talk about Holy Spirit in ways that didn't freak people out. And from that year on, we've been able. We did. We did end up doing a six-month Sunday night study called called. Um, <laughs> anybody remember? Holy fire, holy fire, and it was it was basically studying a book with that title, and uh, and it, it it taught us so much about. Uh, about things we needed to be aware of with the Holy Spirit, things that are good and sometimes things that have been misinterpreted and, mis- and misconstrued. And so it was a, just a great study, and, we, and ever since then we've been able to, to talk more freely about Holy Spirit without it, people getting you know, too wigged out, about, uh, wigged out about Him. Very next year, our word was, if by people, if my people, and I knew the Lord was calling us, calling us into deeper places of prayer, deeper places of prayer, of, of just going into, in, into, into intercession for one another and for ourselves and, and, and for our country, for, for nations, for whatever. And we ended up doing another six-month study on Sunday nights on prayer that year. Uh, so if my people, the very next year, uh, walk into the increase, walk into the increase. It was, it was this idea that, uh, that, that the Lord was opening doors and there was going to be increase as we, as we took steps of obedience and there was going to be more. And we saw, we saw physical examples in our body of people that, that, that 
that uh, stepped into Jesus for the very first time, uh, and then in the course of a year, I, I can think of one example, in the course of that one year, I moved from an apartment, bought, the, bought a house, had a baby, had a change of job, where that, where, where that walking into increase actually physically manifested in their, in their lives in, in ways that only God could have orchestrated, only God. Uh, very next year was 2020, which interestingly uh, was before COVID, COVID actually was, was as, as known as it was. It was, it was probably already existing, but it wasn't, it wasn't, we weren't, didn't know about it. We were still open and everything, but it was 2020. Interestingly enough, our word was come home, come home, which was, you know, which was an amazing thing. Only the Holy Spirit can do this where we actually found ourselves worshiping for a period of time in our homes. We found ourselves learning, watching messages in our homes, only for a short amount of time. Uh, it was like eight, I think eight weeks we were, we were, uh, we were shut down. But come home was this, was this powerful word about just coming home to Jesus. It wasn't coming home to abundant life, although some of that happened, but it was coming home to Jesus. And uh, very next year, which was last year, uh, set apart, set apart. Lord, Lord said, said I'm, I'm sending my people apart for a purpose, and you're going to be set apart to, 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 uh, to do business. I want to do business with you. I want to I move in you. And then, and then this year, our word is more than conquerors, more than conquerors. And it is, this is the third time this year already that I've presented these, these, uh, these flyers in this fashion. One was at a, at a, at a, an engaged meeting and one was at a, at a, uh, it's in my Sunday school class, my open door class. And the thing about this that struck me as I, we were looking at these words as a collective is that with each increasing year, the Lord is just putting us on greater mission. There's an intensity that grows with each passing year with these words and, and, and more required of us with each passing words. And the reason, the reason that I, that I, that I have, and part of the revelation that I've gotten from all of this is this is, again, part of what I get to do as senior pastor of Abundant Life is write a vision. Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no vision, people perish. And, and there, I have three different versions of that scripture up there. NIV says, where there is no vision, people cast off restraints. You know, casting off a restraint can be a really dangerous thing. Part of having a vision helps, helps keep us hemmed in, helps keep us focused. Help. That's why the scriptures are so important. Because if we're just living life willy-nilly here and there, we're going to get caught in some trap out there and find ourselves on some path that we didn't ever intend to get on. And it, doesn't, and it can happen like that. So part of, part of the privilege that I have is getting to present vision. And again, I never saw this, never saw the, the, um, the absolute privilege that I have as, as senior pastor to, to, uh, to hear from God. And, 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 and you know, and, and it's always amazing. It's always a daunting thing because I'm like, you know, why, why, what if I'm wrong? <laughs> what if it's not the right word? And every single year, the Lord, before it's ever even presented, the Lord just brings confirmation after confirmation after confirmation through, through many of you. And I, without me ever telling anybody, my wife doesn't ever, ever know. She's like, what's the word? What's the word? And I'll have people saying, what's the word? Can you give me a hint? No. <laughs> but how many things end up conf- being confirmed? Uh, and the NLT version of this, when people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. Now, the reason, the reason I point all of that out is because you, if you contrast, if you contrast even that simple version, that that simple verse in three different versions, with following Jesus and not following Jesus, you can the, the truth of it is so easy to see. People perish. People are dying. 
because they have no firm vision. People are dying because they've cast off restraints and said, I don't need any, I don't need any direction. I don't need anything to hem me in. I can do whatever I want. I can be anyone, anybody I want. It's not true. It's a lie. They run wild, the NLT version says. So that's really, really important. Now, the reason, one of the reasons that this really, really rocked me, because this was already in my message. This was already in the plan for me to share this. So then last week, Oh, last week. Oh, my word. So last week, uh, at the very end of the message, um, we, had, we had a message in tongues. I don't think we've had a message in tongues since I've been the pastor, as far as, far as, I, as far as I can remember. I don't know. We had a message in tongues. And then the, the interpretation came. This was, this was Gene Cochran last week. I have given my servant a vision. You must take hold of that vision. You must take hold of that vision too. That was to everybody else. And do not lose the vision. Do not lose the faith. Do not lose the walk. There are some that will not go on. They will turn and they will walk away. You heard it from Ben already. Don't walk away. Don't quit, especially if you're a young person, but let that be applied to every one of us. But I say, keep your eyes upon me. Do not look at this world. Do not look at the things of this world. I have put a vision in your heart. And if you keep the vision in your heart and in your mind, you shall go there and you shall meet up with me one day, saith the Lord. But do not turn away. Do not turn away. Do not turn away. You heard him say it. You heard him say it. He didn't know this was in my message. We didn't meet up and say, hey, here's what I'm going to say. You say this. We didn't do Holy Spirit does that. Do not turn away, do not turn away, do not turn away. Because there are many things that are trying to drag my people away from me. Boy, is that the truth. It's hard to take the love, and we can't figure out exactly what she says in that little, there's just a little, little tiny segment I couldn't, just, I couldn't decipher. I will love you always, I will love you always, but you must love me back, you must walk with me. Keep the vision, keep the vision, keep the vision, saith the Lord. And she's saying this, and I, and I, and I, and I already had it in me. I don't know if I had all of that in me. But it was already part of this week's message about where are we going? We have a vision. Lord's giving us vision. He's giving us vision continually. He's proved that. He's proved that. I've been pastor now 14 years. 14 years, and he's giving us vision. And I'm not suggesting by any means that we've ever done anything perfectly. We have not, will not. We're, we're human beings, but we're, we're on our way. We're, we're doing what he's told us to do. And we're doing, doing everything that we know to do to stay bowed into what he's saying. But every, and, and I, I just, only God could set that up that the week before I'm given this final segment that's all about vision. How many times is that word in there? I think 10 times at least. 10 times in vision, 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 vision. And it's important. It's important. And so I was, I was, uh, I was thinking about a couple of things. I had, just have a few notes. So you heard, just a simple, simple thing is the announcements this morning. So as Holly was giving those announcements, she said there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. And, and the announcements didn't even cover everything. But she said things like, hey, we're, we're, we're going to be at the Salem Super Cruise. Now you may look at that and think, what possible thing, value is there for a church to have, to be working at a Super Cruise? You know, it, it, it's, this, it's this big car show that's gone on in Salem for many, many years. And we've, we've, the, the, our food pantry people have helped in the past, and now this year our belonging, our women's ministry is doing it. The reality is, Lord is taking us into communities. 
He's taking us into communities to be able to shine light, to be able to be, a, be part of what community things that are going on where we have opportunity to love on people, care for people, be part of, be part of them, and share Jesus along the way. So we're going to be at the Super Cruise, something that, that we, didn't, we didn't share. On July 4th this year, I don't know how many, of you, I don't know how many Columbiana people we have here, but, but if, if you're from Columbiana and you've read any of the, any of the stuff about Columbiana, uh, Columbiana had decided at one point they were taking the fireworks out of the park. And they were moving them somewhere else, uh, to the Shaker Woods. And one of our own, Dave Guy, who's been on the newspaper now three times for this, said, I don't think so. <laughs> he didn't actually say that, but he said, it doesn't have to be that way. Like, what can we do to keep the fireworks in the park? So he became this mouthpiece. And again, everything respectful, everything done, you know, he wasn't this militant guy that's like, you know, criticizing people and all that. He just, just spoke his mind and stuff started happening. And pretty soon, Abundant Life Fellowship became a sponsor of bringing the fireworks back to the park. And so on July 4th, we're going to be in the park. We're, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to maybe bring our grill. Uh, we may have a, have a, a uh, cornhole tournament um, and just be in the community. And then Sherry Hupp says, hey, can we set up a prayer tent? Can we pray for people? What an awesome thing to have a prayer tent to say, hey, on July 4th, when we're celebrating freedom, we're going to pray for people. What better version of freedom... Yeah. Vision, vision. The Lord told us this year, as, as our word was more than conquerors, is more than conquerors, and as, as people just began digging into prayer and fasting at levels that I have never, ever experienced, that we have never experienced as a body, and, and the, just the outpouring of the Holy Spirit just has, has increased and increased and increased, but in the process... And I believe Pastor Shane said this when he first introduced it to us. He said, the Lord's going to be giving us strategies. He's going to be giving us more strategies, more places that we're going to be able to invade darknesses, invade places of darkness. And that's part of what's happening here. So, so Connie comes home, my wife Connie comes home the other day and says, well, me and Beth Cato got together and we have a plan for five seminars we're going to be doing. We're doing seminars on marriage, parenting, fasting, worship, and finances. So that's, that's going to start. The first one's going to start in September. There's going to be Saturday morning seminars where where we're going to learn together about some particular topic, and, and we're going to invite anybody and everybody. Um, there's two of our men are working on a on a and uh, this, this I think we're probably safe to talk about this here. Uh, we're, are working on a on a on a class at some point for anybody in this room that's struggling with pornography, and so you're going to hear about it. Um, but we're going to be as discreet as we can be in terms of how we promote it. So when we hear about it, talk to somebody. Because these things are real. They are strongholds. And the Lord has said, you are more than conquerors. And we're invading dark areas. And we're not going to stop. We're not going to stop. The reason I again point out all these things is it's in a year when the Lord said, I mean it when I say I want you to conquer. I mean it when I say some of this is going to get sticky and difficult and uncomfortable at times. But he's doing it. He's just doing it. We didn't, we didn't just suddenly say, okay, now what can we do with all that? The Holy Spirit just started downloading these things in people. This year, we've, we closed for eight weeks in, in 2020. Since, since, since then... Our remnant group emerged. A remnant, uh, for those that are, that are new here, remnant is a group of young adults, married singles, uh, out of high school, who meet every sing- almost every single Friday night 
And, and it's one of, uh, after we reopened uh, uh, after COVID, we saw this demographic of 20-somethings, 30-somethings that had just exploded and remnant became the result of this ministry. And again, I'll say this, I say it all the time, the culture will say, those people, those, that demographic doesn't want anything to do with Jesus. It is a lie. It is an absolute lie. It is, it is one of the most thriving ministries. All of our, every single ministry in this building has been thriving, but that one has just exploded. They are modeling for us now, they're modeling for us now uh, how to just walk fearlessly, fearlessly, uh, unrelenting into ministries and, and caring for one another. Oh my goodness, the care they have for one another. I, I, mean, I, I wish I was that age. We got to speak there one night, and he's like, can we come here all the time? <laughs> uh, um, beyond that, um, other, other ministries, uh, we talked about this a little bit in our Open Door class today. Care Portal is this ministry that Scott Baldwin works in, in Lawrence County. He works in a counseling setting, and they have all kinds of needs that come up. And you've heard me talk about this before. But Care Portal is this situation where somebody has a need for clothing, or somebody has a need for food, or whatever it is. It is and a lot of times he sees he sees that the needs go unmet in, 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 that, re, in that region. And, and so he'll, he said to me, he said, hey, can we help out with some of these? Absolutely. I know we're not near Newcastle, really, but you're one of us, and you work over there, and if we can help, we're going to help. So we've begun doing that. And what happens is, is that they meet a specific need, and they go to fulfill that need. They'll go, because the whole, the whole point of it is to have hands-on, hey, we get interaction with you, we get to meet you, we get to love on you, we get to care for you. And so as they do that, They'll show up and they'll find out, oh, well, there's five more needs. And so, you know, our last dollar offering, we took up for somebody to go put a door on their front, on front of their house because that's what they discovered they needed. This stuff is all in, is this increase, increase into these ministries all since 2020. Care Porter, Sharing Shed, it's a, it's a simple ministry that, that a young couple that grew up here, uh, now runs out of their, out of their, uh, out of a, a donated, um, storage shed up in Petersburg, Ohio. And it's just as simple as, hey, a family needs furniture. Come get it. Come get it. So we support this ministry financially, but now we get to go support them if they need help. You know, if, hey, Hey, we need help uh, loading the truck today. Hey, we need help, uh, you know, uh, filling, a, filling a, an order from a family. Can you come and help? And so we, it, it's not just writing a check. It's, hey, we get to go and do it. We get to go and do it. And so all these ministries, remnant, uh, and then, and, and then the, just, through the, just through this year, through vision of, of, of Randy, Randy Horst, uh, engaged, our engaged ministry, our storehouse ministry, just, just getting started. I mean, we're just, these are just beginning, but there's so many people that say, hey, I want to be part of this. The whole storehouse thing is, is really an idea of you have a testimony, and because of your testimony, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna have you record it, uh, and, and it's gonna be told to people both in a room, but also if people can't be in the room, they can hear it later. So it's gonna have this archive of documentation for as long as we're here. As long as we're here. That's what storehouse is all about. And the, the whole idea of that is that you are a storehouse. You are a storehouse. You are a storehouse. It's not like Oprah. You're a storehouse. You're a storehouse. You're a storehouse. But this is much better than that. It's much better than a car. Much better than a car. But that's what we get to do. The whole engaged thing is, is, is just simply whatever it is your passion is. You know, for, for the week we spoke at, 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 at uh, Engaged, it was all about writing. I, I, I was a writer my, my whole life. We wrote about how writing can be useful in ministry. 
Many of you have passions that somebody else may not have that may contribute to somebody else's growth. Maybe somebody else will say, oh my goodness, I didn't know that could become a ministry. There's no limits to what can become a ministry. No, no limits. So the Lord has put us on a path. He's put us on a path, and it's a path of, of, of not just being, uh, not just being uh, speakers of the word, but being doers of the word. And what's awesome, awesome so much about this body is, uh, is that there's no shortage of people that want to help. Uh, Pastor Mark and I were at a thing this week, and, uh, it, and it was for pastors. And I, I told my, told my uh, class this morning, I'm not, I'm not really a big fan of pastors' groups. I don't, I don't really fit into pastors' groups very well. Um, but it, but the, way that, the way some things were described there um, was, uh, was that as a whole, churches don't like to do anything. And that they that the and that and as all pastors do is is um, preach lessons, teach you to preach sermons, and um, and, and, and I mean obviously we spend time doing that, um, but the, but the whole point of the whole point of it is that we sat there and, and came back and we were talking. Wow, we are we are so blessed. First of all, we're so blessed because so many of you just jump to the task, whatever's required, whatever's needed. Um, and I tell you all the time, and I volunteer you guys for things without even asking you. You say, well, I've all, I signed us up for this, I signed us up for that. But you know why I can do that? It's because you're faithful. You're faithful. And see, and the reason we were at this, the reason we were at this event this week is actually has some really, really great things for us to get involved in. And we're going to. Um, I, I think I mentioned at one point there's this program going on in every single school district in Columbia and the county where for 10 weeks, 10 weeks, seventh graders hear about principles of biblical truth where every single district in Columbiana County has gotten approval to do this. Yeah. So you're, yeah. And so you're going to be hearing more about that because we get to be part of it. And I'm going to, I'm going to be talking about it in ways I'm, I may do part of it myself, but I may also be recruiting some of you who may be available on a Monday at some point to say for 10 weeks to say, you Go into the classroom and you're going to look at the curriculum. You're going to we'll give you the curriculum and you get to prepare prepare lessons about godly principles, and the schools want them. So again, again, when Pastor Shane said to us that the culture has put up signs, including in many places, school just says, "Do not enter, do not enter." The church just says, "No, we're entering. Amen. We're entering, Amen. and we're going to enter. We're going to enter boldly, but yet bow down." Total submission to Jesus, but boldly speaking the truth. And so all of these things are coming about. And, and I say it again, we didn't go looking for them. We didn't go, you know, make lists and say, okay, how can we, how can we, uh, how can we do this? How can we do this? How can we do this? The Holy Spirit in his sovereignty and in his goodness and, his, and in fulfilling his, his plan for this word more than conquerors said, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll set it up for you. I'll provide the opportunities. And there's, they just keep coming. They just keep coming. I, I, I can't, I mean, week by week, I can't even keep track of, okay, what, what's coming this week? What, what open door is coming this week? And so when I said earlier in the year, buckle up, I wasn't kidding. I wasn't kidding. This is Tiffany. She runs the FCA program in Columbia County. Um, and I also do... Oh. No. 
Can I also do what he's talking about. The It's called antivirus, but they're changing it to activation. If you are interested in that, there's a training on um, August 2nd, so let me know because um, there's a training for that yeah. in Canton. Yeah. yeah, you can let me know to, to either one of us because I'm probably going to do it. Um, it's just, oh my goodness. Yeah, we, you know, we have, we have three different families in this, in the, in our body who are doing FCA in their schools, you know, who are, who are meeting with kids in the, in the school doing fellowship of Christian athletes. Uh, you know, again, sharing the gospel, sharing the gospel. Um, and there's, I'm sure there's more opportunities for that. So, uh, and there's, and then there's other things on the, uh, that were part of this breakfast that was, re- that are really fruitful and opportunities for us. If you're a fisherman or a hunter or, uh, or somebody that likes rafting sports, anything outdoorsy like that, see me because there's a ministry called On Target that's based in Canfield that, uh, that is always looking for people to minister and share the gospel in the process. That's what's so exciting about these things that we get to be part of and uh, Lord gets all the glory for it and he does the work in the, in, the, in the process. So I'm way out of time, sorry, way out of time, but... Um, Vision, vision. I, I, I say this as we close today, that if you're, if you're part of this body, if you're in this body, um, you're part of a bigger plan. You're part of a plan that God has that, uh, that uh, we could never orchestrate by ourselves. We could never, we could never, we, we have some smart people among us, but we're still not smart enough to do that of our own wisdom and our own understanding. Um, we're, part of, we're part of something that is, we've been hearing it a lot, community. We love and care for one another, and the Lord is taking us pl- into places with that that, uh, that he's just doing. It's just doing. People getting together uh, beyond Sundays, beyond Wednesdays, beyond, I mean, I, I just hear more and more and more and more gatherings of people just coming together uh, for no other reason than to care for one another, pray, serve, help. Uh, you know, if, if, you're, if, you, if you've got a, something where you need help with something, just ask someone. There, we, have, we have resources of people in this body that could accomplish anything that needs to be accomplished that you don't have to handle by yourself. Uh, and uh, so just want to encourage you in that. I don't know if I have anything else. Um, so I'm going to close with uh, one other thing. This was a word that Ricky sent me this week. And this, was, this, this word came out of a very difficult situation. You heard Ricky and Nicole's testimony a few weeks ago if you were here uh, after, when she was hit by a car. And uh, she was hit by a car. And, and again, we've had three examples of this where people were hit by a car, where, where people, where there were other accidents with cars. And every single one of them, Holy Spirit just turned it around and said, nah, you're not, de- you're, not, you're not deterring us from serving Jesus. You're not deterring us from following him. You're not deterring us from proclaiming him. Nope, you're not stopping us from. But anyway, he shared, he shared this uh, pretty long testimony this week. I pulled this out of it because it's really important, and I believe it's for us. He says, go and take the plunder. Rush the grounds where your fallen enemies are scattered and gather all that you can. I have conquered them for you. I have conquered them for you. You have battled the way. Again, this is relevant because we're in this battle mode, in this more than conquerors mode. He's doing the work. We're just these vessels. 
I have battled the way I have shown you with worship, with prayer, with praise. Now I, the Lord of heaven's army, armies, have effortlessly destroyed your enemies. Rise up and be a Joshua. Take the promised land. Remove your enemies. Don't leave a single one of them. Destroy everything they've built. Let the evidence of them be destroyed. Have no fear. Run fast. Go now. Be more than conquerors. Ride the wave of my victory. It's only uh, it's only just begun. And I don't know what that means for all of us. I, you know, I, I, I really, I kind of put it up there in faith because I believe it's so relevant to us. When I read it, it just, it just, uh, just resonated so strongly with me that, uh, that, uh, it, it's not just about defeating the enemy. It's about destroying even the residue of his works, destroying the residue of his works. And again, I don't know what all that looks like. Uh, but I have no doubt that even as some of you are taking pictures of that and we're going to revisit that, the Lord's going to give revelation to somebody. I, I know what this means for me. Or I know what this means for us. And, uh, you know, but reality is I don't even worry about that stuff anymore. We put that out there and the Lord is, he's the one that does it. He's the one that does it. Let's stand. Now, with all of these things that we've talked about in this in this series, we get into we get into a lot more details of, of some of the more specific things in the in the actual class, and um, and there's there's opportunity for us to have discussion about it. So, I know, I know that you orchestrated this, this time of revisiting how we got here and all the work that Pastor Don and Pauline did to establish this work that, that we got to partner with them and work alongside them and, and watch how they loved and how they cared and how they, how they taught and how they just established something in this community that has reached far beyond this community and we're so grateful so grateful to be a part of of this work that that now 39 years later is still going on and still producing and and we don't we don't pat ourselves on the back or 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 take any any of the glory that is only due you for for any of these uh, things that have been achieved any changed life any any victories you get all the praise for it. You get all the glory for it. And we bow into that. And we also say, Lord, keep using us. Keep using us. Keep sending us. Keep speaking to us and through us. And keep showing us more of your ways and your plans. And I pray for all of, all of this group in this room today that deposits will be made in their heart and their minds about how you want to use any and all of us Father, we know, 
we know this collision course that is going on all around us in our culture is going to demand and require us to be bowed down to you and to be firm in our foundation in your scriptures and your truth firm in knowing what we believe and who we rely on and and you have certainly proved yourself over and over again how faithful you are as we just submit to your will and to your way. So I pray blessing on this body today. I pray blessing on these families, on these individuals that are in this room. And I thank you so much for your goodness. And I pray that whatever you have in mind for this, we will see it when we need to see it. And we will not delay in fulfilling whatever assignments you have for us. And we'll, we will continue to do this together. There's, there are no lone rangers. There are no stars. There are no, there are no egos. There are no personal agendas. There are no, uh, there are no extra things other than what you bring to the table. And we will throw off anything else that hinders, anything else that interrupts, anything else that impedes whatever you have for us. So I pray your hand, I pray your blessing, I pray a covering. I pray that there'll just be, be an assurance as we go out of here today that, that you're up to something. You're up to something and it's something good. But it's also gonna be something that will challenge us and stretch us and pull us and prod us. And there'll be tears at times and there'll be, there'll be Lord, how can we do this? And you'll say, just trust me. Just lean on me. Just listen for my voice. Just listen for my instructions. Wait. Wait when you need to wait and go when you need to go. So I just thank you, Lord, for your goodness, your faithfulness, all of your provision for everything that you have in mind because you always do it. You get all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name.